Hello and welcome to Cody and Corbin Have a Podcast Show where two roommates, and they were roommates, Corbin and Cody, give their unfiltered opinion on one new movie each week. This week on the show we'll be talking about Star Wars Episode 8, The Last Jedi. <laughs> Draw strength only once before. It didn't scare me enough then. It does now. Let the past die. Kill it. If you have to. That's the only way to become what you were meant to be. Sir. Back for episode three. Good to be back. All you cappers out there, appreciate you tuning in again. And uh, yeah, this week we went for a more interesting movie. Um, a more interesting movie in a difference of opinions, I think. Yeah, so I know last episode we mentioned potentially having a guest, and Cody really wanted to do this movie first. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I'm we haven't. We, we haven't gotten too argumentative yet, haven't really gotten at each other, and I think this is a movie that we have very differing opinions on so it sets a good tone and then maybe next week we'll move on to a guest you know have a little bit more fun yeah. roast somebody else's favorite to, movie. to be clear i didn't want to watch this movie ever again um but you know i just i figured for the content we'd, we'd watch this and then you know just just talk nicely about it yeah because this yeah. i mean this was your idea to do this this movie. was my idea i uh, i probably would have never chosen this movie even though we do have differing opinions um, we'll get into w- what we both think about it. I think it's kind of clear which side of the spectrum each of us is on. But uh, like you said, we've got pretty starkly different opinions. <laughs> Interesting second movie in the row on Disney Plus. Uh, That's true. We should get our stock <laughs> bought Disney. and tell Disney to sponsor us. You've yeah, all the all Bob Iger hit us up. Like <laughs> you know, we'll see what happens. Right. <laughs> Uh, if you're watching along with us, I hope you enjoyed this two and a half hour long movie. It, I was a little surprised when I went back and looked at how long it was. It's very long for for you know just it's the, the plot. longest Star Wars movie. Is it? That makes sense. For just the plot being, you know, they're running away from this big ship. It's two and a half hours long. Not much else happens. So, yeah. <laughs> I just watched it today. I don't really, you know, kind of ruined my day if I'm being honest. I started watching it like uh, I don't know, like five o'clock, and it took me all the way to like freaking eight o'clock to finish it. Just tough, tough day after that. But wow, it took you three hours <laughs> to watch a two and a half hour movie. That is yeah, a I mean, long. Yeah, I that's in between, like, that's insane, three, bro. Bored, yeah. um, you want to you jump into it? No. I will say, I came home and you were watching this movie sitting in our living room, and you did not seem very happy. <laughs> 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 just trying to crack some jokes, and you were just like, man. <laughs> that was at the beginning of it too, yeah. Yeah. Uh, movie's definitely fresh on our minds, so I think we'll have a lot of thoughts. Um, let's start with just kind of what we think initially about the movie. I just want to make this very clear. You know, I'm I'm a Star Wars fan, uh, but I wouldn't consider myself a member of like the Star Wars fandom because I think that the fandom of Star Wars is very toxic. <laughs> That's a cop out. No, yeah, yeah. You can't be a Star I Wars like fan. Star Wars, but. Star Wars fans are probably the most, You're some of the most toxic people. Yeah. You're not an extremist. Any fan of, You're not I, an extremist. No, uh, love or hate any Star Wars movie, I'm never gonna go online and harass somebody. It's just I'm a never movie. gonna. Yeah, I don't understand that. Uh, beg and plead to like completely get the movie remade and <laughs> decan it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's very strange. And the other thing I'll say about Star Wars is Star Wars is really cool. Like people are fighting with lightsabers, but they're not like. Citizen Kane or like some great Fire Strikes Back is probably top fifty movie of all the time. Pl- they're yeah, top fifty but they're like not that deep, you know? It's a cultural milestone I think, movie though. Yeah, it's a cultural milestone, but it's not that deep, right? It's I think people deep. get too caught up in like what Star Wars should be. It's the classic good versus evil theme. I mean Exactly. But like the plots are pretty simple. It's not like some complex mind bending ideas, you know. No. It's good versus evil, like you said. Um, in my opinion, this movie has, of all Star Wars movies, uh, some of the best sound design, editing, cinematography, production design uh, of anything Star Wars media in general. I do agree, and I'm sure we're going to get into this, the whole Canto Bite plotline, mm-hmm. it falls flat. 
it's trying to say something about war profiteering and the upper class and it just doesn't quite hit as I think as hard as they were trying to get it to hit um, but I get where they're going it was an interesting choice and it didn't quite work out in the whole scheme of the movie I agree with that. Bouncing uh, the first thing, this is a, a visually very pleasing movie. I mean, Ryan Johnson behind the camera, I think he knows how to make well-looking movies. Uh, that's not where I have a problem with this movie at all. You already brought it up, yeah. The whole, whatever it's called, casino place. It's completely useless. It does nothing for the movie. I freaking hate it. It's talking about war puppeteering, which actually could be an interesting theme if they weren't, you know, just so bang you on the head with it over and over and over again. Or it's about animal cruelty, um, which that's, I mean, obviously, I don't support animal cruelty or anything like that, but I don't know what that's doing in a Star Wars movie. It lacks or, or third, there's just kids with brooms who have the force for no reason. Okay, We're just going to throw that in there, too. Probably one of the best parts about the movie. But <laughs> the kids in the freaking casino with yeah. the animals who have yeah. brooms in the force. Why? Why is this in the movie, bro? That makes no sense at all. Dude, just, I don't know. It's I mean, to show that there's still hope in the galaxy and that there's still people out there who well, have the force. Well, nobody came when they, you know, gave a distress call anyway, so that's not true. Well, but yeah. Also, spoiler alert for the next movie: <laughs> people show up. <laughs> yeah, literally everybody. It shows takes up. them a little bit of time. They have to do their in-game moment. What was I gonna say? I was gonna say, oh yeah, the problem I have with this movie is nothing happens. There's literally two things that happen: they're running away from this big ass ship with Snoke on it or Kylo Ren, whoever, Donald Gleeson. They're running away from that for two hours straight before something happens. And then this other side plot, which is completely useless, goes on for what, like half hour maybe, where they get there, they can't find their hacker, they meet up with a stuttering Benicio Del Toro, who <laughs> I can't stand that idiot. I don't know what he's doing in this movie. And then freaking uh, purple-haired girl does her thing, Laura and then Dern, the movie's over. Captain, right? I actually like Laura Dern in this movie. She's not bad. She gets hated on. Also, Rose gets hated on. I like her in the movie, too. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. I mean, dude, what is this plot? What is this script? Nothing happens the entire movie. Um, <laughs> we can get into that. Why don't you just tell me what's, okay. in general, what is the stupidest part of this movie? You stupid. Oh, we're starting dumb parts? Yeah. Okay. The same place we start every week. This is how the show okay. runs. This is uh, yeah. the third episode in same I, order. I already touched on a couple of what I thought was really dumb. Um, just continuing the whole casino. What's, what's that place called? Cata? Kind of Canto thing? Bite? Canto Bite. I'll try to say that. Canto Bite, I mean, it's useless. They go there to find this hacker with a, a red flower. They don't even find him. They pick up Benicio Del Toro. And then that doesn't even pay off because that's not even how they defeat the bad guys. They were going to go into that room and shut down the tracker that they had on them through light speed. And then they could leave through light speed and they'd be good. But they did all of that. Just for Benicio Del Toro to turn on them, and then everybody dies anyways. I think what Ryan Johnson was trying to do is he he likes to have a little bit of a twist and like a turn in his movies, right? Yeah, but that's not a twist. Uh, that's but, just okay. Yeah. So, but he sets it up to where you think one thing is going to happen, and then another thing happens, whether it's Knives Out or Looper or whatever it may be. Yeah. Um. In this case, I think. I agree with you. There was just too much buildup with the whole casino scene, and then just the payoff was lax, like very lax. Um, do you have anything else you want to include? In yeah, I got a couple more. Going back to the kid with the broom. I mean, why? I get what you said. Like that's that's a good overall theme, but I feel like they didn't even really touch on that. Other than at the very end, where the kid's like, "Oh, I'm a rebel now. I don't I don't know where he got that ring, but they gave it to him. Remember, okay. they show it to him. Well, one kid has." <laughs> one ring and he's gonna start a resistance in 50 years because he has the force because it's mean, when they're trying to break out the animals because it's a slave kid it's, I mean it's very yeah, reminiscent I, I get who it you is you know Anakin Skywalker is a slave um, but they give the kid the ring like hey we're the good guys we're the rebels and then he has that as a memento to keep fighting and he also has the force and hopefully one day the, Let's see that the Jedi movie. and the force I mean I agree that <laughs> Ryan Johnson's Nobody supposed to make it. To see that I think I think we do want to see that movie. I won't see that movie. I think, so. and I've I haven't got. We'll get into this more later. But the next movie in this trilogy makes this movie a lot worse. Um, it takes everything that happens in this and completely discounts it. <laughs> Speaking of which, this movie did the exact same thing to The Force Awakens. Um, okay, well, I'm just gonna get into it now. Every single character that I liked in The Force Awakens sucks in this movie. Actually, no. Bar one. Ray's good in this movie. She actually has motives. They actually pay off. 
The only thing that's iffy is her parents are nobodies, which I'm fine with that. Everybody doesn't have to be related in Star Wars. But Finn, what does Finn do in this movie? I love that guy. Dude, he fought Kylo Ren just because, like, he's a good dude. I mean, he's going to get his ass kicked, but he's just a good dude. What's he doing in this movie? Oh, he's running away, and then he gets caught, and then he's going to sacrifice himself. And, oh, no, he's not. He's just going to, you know, stick around the entire movie pretty much and do nothing. They wasted this character. I, I, I hate it. That's, that was my favorite character in the first movie. Stormtrooper rebelling, like, I think that's the best part of Force Awakens, and he has nothing to do in this movie. I think he was maybe a little misused, but, again, I think Ryan Johnson had bigger plans and, like, a, felt that the casino scene was going to be more important, and it just... Bigger point. was nothing. Um, anything else in terms of stupidest part? Yeah, one more. Um, what's up with that weird connection thing with um, Kylo Ren and Rey? You don't like that? I don't know if I don't like it. I feel like it's just really dumb. It's definitely, I think, the biggest ex machina we've had because they would never come to face face in this movie if it wasn't for that, and that's definitely why it's used. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Honestly, it's just like weird. Like, why are they connected? Snoke says it's him, but then they do it after he's dead. So well, in the next him. movie, it's revealed to be well, that's true. Sidious, he, so he said he connected Oh, them. Sidious is doing it. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I don't count that, because that movie's terrible. <laughs> but yeah, what was your dumbest part? Was it Canterbine um, or whatever? So yeah, I think I think what you mentioned earlier, the whole fake codebreaker guy, Benicio Del, Benicio Del Toro's character, I don't remember his name, um, just selling them out kind of sucked. They, we, there's a lot of build up and a lot of hype, and then he's just like, oh, I'm just, because <laughs> you think he's actually like a decent guy or like somewhere in the middle, and then he's really just a dick. <laughs> yeah, you think he's like a Han Solo type. Really. Exactly. Yeah, he kind of falls into that. Um, the other thing is, and I've heard this mentioned before. This isn't necessarily an original idea. Fuel is now a thing in Star Wars. Like they're so worried about the fuel they have left, and like that's never come up in any other Star Wars where they're like, oh, we're gonna run out of fuel. There's a lot of things that Ryan Johnson just invented into Star Wars. I think. Well, I think he took a lot of things from what is considered non-canon now, but like whether it be the Force, like projection yeah, that projection, Luke, yeah. Luke does, stuff like that, that existed in outside, um, like in the books and comic books and whatever it may be. Um, so he didn't necessarily invent stuff, but I think the fuel is a little strange because it just has never come up and now they're yeah. so worried about oh we're gonna we have eight hours worth of fuel left <laughs> you think star wars is like one of those things where like they're beyond that you know they've got some like radioactive thing or I mean, they're like flying nuclear reactor exactly yeah. you think they could be a little bit better than oh we're running out of fuel in eight hours but hey man they're they're wits end also the whole thing where like laura dern's character could have just told poe her plan because she's just like, nah, like get out of here, bro. When she could have been like, hey, we're we're going to this planet that has an outpost, and we'll we'll all escape, and it'll be okay. And then maybe he would still not like it, but at least he understands. Instead of he thinks that they're literally just flying to their death, <laughs> and they're not going to do anything. It's a little strange that she wouldn't just be like, hey, I, I got this. Yeah, you don't have the force rebellion. Like, yeah, I actually have a plan. Yeah, whole mutiny. Interesting, interesting move. All right. Uh, so we'll move to a more positive note here, and let's talk about our favorite character in the movie. She is very gorgeous to me! You wanna take it away? Yeah. Um, I meant to mention this before. Actually, I mean, this is a decent action movie. It's got a good action. The, um, the beginning, the opening, where uh, Poe Dameron's flying around. I like that a lot. Uh, also the tag team fight with Ray and Kylo Ren, where they're just stabbing dudes through the heart. I One of the best uh, lightsaber battles fight scenes in all of Star Wars it's not a light there's no lightsaber battles in this movie technically two people with a lightsaber fighting dudes that have things that have basically lightsabers yeah anyways that scene kicks ass I love that scene um but yeah my favorite character um uh okay yeah my favorite character I put Kylo Ren I think they actually did a lot more in this movie than they did first I don't think he's a great character in this movie. Still kind of that whiny brat. But, I mean, he's a lot more flushed out. I like that he destroyed his mask, so he's not behind that the entire time. But then they bring it back in the next movie. Uh, Yeah, the the next movie's even worse. But, yeah. I like that we can see his face. Adam Driver's actually a really good actor from Mishawaka. If you're watching this, Driver, uh, big fan. (laughs) But, yeah, I think... Shout out to Northwest Indiana. Yeah, I think Kylo's 
probably the best character. Also, like I said before, I like Ray a lot in this movie too. She actually like wants to get training. She knows what's going on. She has motives, and I think that should pay off. Like, she finally gets um, that face face with Kylo Ren trying to turn him, and then she realizes like there's actually no hope for this guy. Um, and yeah, at the end, her lifting rocks is kind of lame, but I like to see her and Finn reunited. She I- fights a rock too. That's pretty cool. What? She fights a rock with a lightsaber. Remember, she cuts a rock. Oh. <laughs> pretty. Not a very even fight. Yeah, I actually like the whole training thing with her and Luke as well. Um, obviously, it took a half hour of convincing to do it, which is kind of annoying. But yeah. I like the part in the movie where she's just like following him around, yeah. <laughs> like just bugging him, and he's like trying to just live his life, and she just keeps following him. Yeah, I have problems with Luke, but for the for the majority, I'd say Kylo Ren and Rey carry this movie. Who are your favorite characters? Um, well, I mean, it's obvious. BB-8 is an absolute tank, right? He actually does a lot in this movie. Yeah, right? see, you know, first movie, you're like, oh, well, there's another droid, and like they're just trying to sell toys, right? But this yeah. movie, BB-8's you know, making some moves. He's He fixes the ship uh, that uh, Poe's the beginning, yeah. driving around. The dude gets his head popped off. <laughs> that was pretty fun. I just I think BB 8s doing the work in this movie. At the I, end, he got that ATAT. He was smacking yeah, this dude was uh, the, the, the plasma trooper, whatever her name is, Captain Phasma. Hell yeah, that was some like OG R two D two shit. Um, honestly, so that's a good that's, pick. That's, I like that. Pick. I, I like Kylo. I like Kylo a lot. I, I like, like Ray in this movie. Yeah. Um, I think General Hux is pretty cool too. But <clears throat> in terms of absolute favorite character in this movie, BB eight. Uh, now my least favorite characters we've mentioned before Benicio Del Toro's character the codebreaker prisoner whatever he is is just like a very strange addition he kind of shows up and then you don't really know what his motives are and he just doesn't do a lot it, yeah. it doesn't do it for me I would have rather seen him just not be in the movie I would if he wasn't there I mean nothing could have changed really. the movie is probably better definitely better and then the other one I have is uh, Captain Phasma. Oh, I like her. Uh, I, I just don't see the point of her. She's just <laughs> she, given nothing to do. Exactly. She's given nothing to do. She was really given nothing to do in the last movie other than like be the foil for Finn, like yeah. the, the other side of the coin. But there's no like story or plot development. And there's like some people that are like super pro Captain Phasma. <laughs> she's sick. And I but but there's like literally nothing about like there's <laughs> she's just this stormtrooper chick that kicks Finn's ass sometimes, <laughs> like she looks cool, dude. Yeah, I mean, she yeah, she's got cool armor, but I just feel like there's no development there, and it's just a weird. She's just thrown in, and you're supposed to be like, okay, this is Captain Phasma. That's cool, a bad sick. Thing. Captain Phasma's badass. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mine. Tell me a fact about what is. So tell me something about Captain Phasma that you know about her Captain character. Phasma. Yeah, you don't know anything. She about. yelled "traitor" like the guy I did in the last movie, so she just stepped on somebody else's line. Uh, but yeah, my least favorite. I mean, I have a whole list here, but I'll stick to the top. I mean, it's Finn. Like, what does he do in this movie? Nothing. Uh, also, Rose. I mean, she's the one who got the most hate in this movie. I actually don't hate her that much. She's a bad character. Like, yeah, her sister died at the beginning. That's sad. She has, like, this medallion. They actually could have played that up, like, pretty well, I think, to a heartfelt thing where she's saving Finn. But it really just didn't make any sense. She was just like... Oh, this is war. You save the ones you love. You don't. You don't kill each other. Like what? What are you talking about? Like why are you in a war? If I don't know. But yeah, she's kind of bad. Also, Luke. the line is, "We're not fighting what we hate. We're saving what we love." Sure. <laughs> also, Luke sucks in this movie. I mean, dude, it took an hour and a half for this dude to do anything other than suck on the teats of yeah, some some green girl or something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know why he's in this movie. I think it was Campbell. Mel. He, he was getting Mel come back. Like space cow. So. One last thing. They killed off Admiral Akbar without <laughs> even mentioning that he was on the bridge before that. That was quite the trick. They shatter the bridge. Well, I survived because, you know, she's a G with the force. But Akbar is just dead. They just killed an icon off. It's a trap. They killed off the Admiral Akbar with no lines. Maybe he had a line, but I don't know if that's Admiral Akbar. There's other, like... He, yeah, no, he, he's... Yeah, it was Admiral His species... Oh, it was definitely him, yeah. yeah. His species... Um, there's another guy in Rogue One. It's like, like Radis. Yeah. It's supposed to be like his nephew or something. I don't know. Yeah, that dude's cool. It's like, he actually did stuff. But Akbar is just here, and then he's gone in two seconds, and we didn't even know it. That's, that's just something that, you know, I didn't like at all. But yeah, lots of least favorite characters over here. I think... Going back to Rose, first of all, yeah. she got a lot of 
harassment online, um, some of which is probably stemming from the fact that she's a woman and an Asian American. And yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot of like directed racist hate. It's more personal towards her than the actual. And it's not even, like yeah, it wasn't even her fault, right? Yeah. Like whether or not you think she's a good actress, like they just hated her character. So what was she supposed to do? I mean, exactly. Um, but I think there is like a certain subtlety and nuance to her character. Like you were saying, you wanted there to be more of a connection with like her sister being dead. But I think they found a good balance there. Like, there's a point um, when they Poe finally decides that it is time to retreat. Finally, you know, after all that time when they're going to the planet, and Rose is kind of there, and she knows how severe the loss is because you can, like, you can see it on her because they're losing all these people that have been killed, and she gets that because it's a personal thing for her. Her sister died, literally sacrificing herself to take out one of the ships at the beginning of the movie. She can understand what that feels like. Um, same thing like when she saves Finn she's felt enough of the loss like she's saying you know we have to save what we love at this point we've sacrificed ourselves enough and we have to band together to be able to light the flame that is the rebellion right <laughs> yeah they said that line a lot too yeah. I mean I guess but they finally give I think they finally gave if Finn they did more you would have been complaining that they just Chirped on the fact that she had a dead sister. I think I'm just complaining because Finn had nothing to do the entire movie. And he's going to do one thing and she took that from him. It does make sense from her character-wise to do that. But I just don't like it like within the entirety of the movie. Fair enough. Um, who can act Wow. in this movie? Go ahead. I said straight up Frank Oz is Yoda, dude. Again, he's in it for 30 seconds. He's great. It's a classic. Dude. He's absolutely great at this. Him hitting Luke with a stick in the face. I mean, it doesn't get better. And he burns down something. I don't even think he's allowed to do that, but Ryan Johnson doesn't care. Um, and again, I actually really like Adam Driver in this movie. I think he committed to the role pretty well. And he's he's got like a lot of emotional stuff going on that like throughout the movie, he's screaming, he's he's freaking out with his mask, he's like Dude, I don't even know. He's going crazy this entire When he's wearing that, like, those pants that go to his stomach (laughs) and he's shirtless, like, that's probably my favorite. Yeah, that was my favorite part, too. (laughs) But, yeah, I actually think he's really good in this. I think um, him and Daisy Ridley should be in a lot more stuff, but I'm sure they will be. They're pretty young. But Frank Oz, I mean, go to Puppeteer. You can't get better than that. Uh, Who's your favorite actor in this movie? I I picked two. First one, Adam Driver, obviously. I think Adam Driver, especially within his age range of, like, that mid-30s, is one of the like best working actors we have right now honestly um he doesn't have a lot of misses in terms of his movies and when we get to the end of the podcast with some recommendations actually that's what i'll throw up some adam driver movies but um i think that's that scene in the the elevator we were talking about earlier when he breaks the mask like that's just really good and it's i think there's good writing before because uh, Snoke says, "You're no Vader. You're just a child in a mask." And then it cuts to him, like in the elevator, flipping out. And yeah, I, I really like that scene a lot, and I think his acting really sells it and um, brings the emotion forward. The other one, uh, Donald Gleason. <laughs> oh, <laughs> worst performance? No, 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 no. Who can act? Who can act? Oh, who can act? Okay. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I love him. I thought movie. you were going to the next. Uh, one. He's in a movie. Well, I mean, he's in Harry Potter, but not really. That much, but uh, he's in a movie called About Time. Yeah. Also, he, he's he can act really well. I, I like him a lot, and I think he plays the character really well. He doesn't take it too seriously. Where like a lot of people in this movie are just like Luke and Leia are being a little over serious <laughs> in this picture. Hey, don't disrespect the dead, dude. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's he's just like I'm gonna be a tool and I'm gonna be made fun of, but we're gonna have fun, and I, I respect what he did. And, I like him a lot. In this movie, I, yeah. I think he's really good. All right, let's I think he's in a good episode of Black Mirror too. Mm-hmm. All right, so we talked about uh, who can act in this movie. Now, who can't act in this movie? It's my opinion. I have an honorable mention. Um, somehow we haven't talked about Snoke this entire podcast. Andy Serkis. <laughs> yeah, that's another just terrible thing about this movie that they set up last movie. Like Ryan Johnson wanted nothing to do with this guy, obviously. He doesn't ever rip off. He's wearing stupid gold clothes that just looks so dumb. Andy Serkis is Sick terrible. Sick room, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, cool room. But Andy Serkis isn't terrible. But, I mean, he's not good. But, yeah, obviously my pick is Benicio Del Toro. <laughs> what is he doing in this movie, bro? He's got this... Like, I, I don't even know. I don't know what his character even is. Like, he's supposed to be this, like, uh, bad guy who's, like, in jail at this casino... Somehow he steals a ship. 
and then he's just ransacking the ship, and then somehow he sells them out. He also is like an expert codebreaker because they're talking about how like not just any person could do it, but he gets them onto the ship. Yeah, I don't know how he's even good at that. But I mean, what is Benicio del Toro doing in this movie, dude? Like, I I just don't get his acting choices at all. He decided to go for like a dumb smart thing, which <laughs> doesn't make sense when I say that, and it doesn't make sense in this movie. But yeah, I I can't stand that guy in this movie. I remember before I even saw this too, they're like, oh, Benicio del Toro's in like, uh, um, dude, I don't know, what's what's the word? Questionable. A sur- Benicio del Toro's in a, in a surprise role. I was like, oh, I like that dude. He's good in Sicario. He, he, he's weird, but he's good in Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, I don't know what he's doing in this movie. I, this is the worst performance I've seen in a long time, if I'm being honest. I can't think of anything off the top of my head that is worse than Benicio del Toro in this movie. But yeah, that, that's my spiel. Who's your worst actor? Uh, I, I do agree. Benicio Del Toro is not great in this movie. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to get a lot of hate for this. But honestly, Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, it's not the not the best. I, I don't want to harp on the Carrie Fisher too much. It's just a little cheesy at times. Um, eh. But we'll, we'll go into the Mark Hamill since he's still alive and still kicking. <laughs> uh, he's, he's just doing some weird shit in this movie. <laughs> and... I part of it's the direction for sure and the writing and I know he wasn't particularly happy with the direction that yeah, uh, Luke's that. character took but then he decided oh so he's gonna be like this grumpy old man so like I'm gonna be really serious and I'm gonna be like the most serious grumpy old man <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I feel like Mark Hamill is just a lot better when he's just kind of having fun and he's yeah. he's not trying to do something serious He's like trying to be like the super dramatic actor here, and it's it's just not for him. And you don't really ever see that out of Luke um, in the earlier movies, which is why they work so well. I think it makes sense for his character to get to this point. A lot of he's been through a lot of shit, um, but I just don't think Mark Hamill quite pulls it off in this movie. Yeah, I think differing from Adam Driver, Mark Hamill committed too much to this role. <laughs> he, he's like going in. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if that dude was like actually living on some island, drinking <laughs> blue milk from strange sources and spearfishing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. No, I, I can agree with that. He's not great. Though. All right. The, uh, the best segment of the, the pod Cody versus. Round three. So we've got you basically one and one right now. Yeah. Lost Gone Girl. Probably win. It's a fair loss. Clean knockout. Gone Princess Girl. Bride. What do you think? You win in this movie? Just to specify, who am I? Am I Ray? I think you're Ray, yeah. I'm Ray? Yeah. I'm going to say probably not, if I'm being honest. If, okay, we're, we're doing the thing like last time where I have the force. And, right, like you, it's just me thrown into this situation. Like that's all Ray. She you probably have as I mean, I guess she has staff fighting skills, but she really yeah, doesn't yeah. have. I can sort of fight with Alexa, yeah. and I have this weird it's mostly just connection force. with Kylo Ren. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, I probably wouldn't even mess around with Kylo Ren. Uh, Not they, your type. <laughs> fuck off. There's like some weird sexual chemistry between them, which like I don't even know if it's there this movie, but it's definitely there next movie. So rewatching this is like, oh, it's kind of there. So I probably wouldn't even talk to that dude. Um, so I probably wouldn't even hear the story where like Luke ignited the lightsaber, and then that's why like that entire thing. The happened. three different stories. Yeah. So I wouldn't even get to Kylo Ren's side. I would just be at his throat the entire time. So I wouldn't give myself up, and then they probably just catch us and kill us eventually. So I mean, yeah, that's the I, big turning point. I think is uh, Kylo Ren killing Snoke, and if I am in there instead of Rey, that's probably not gonna happen. Yeah. I mean, the humanity that Rey has to like. And whether it's like she loves him or she just see can see the good in him because of the Force, her ability to like still believe in him even though he just killed Han Solo. I don't think you, that man kills Han Solo. Cody's Cody's not ever forgiven him, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, and she witnessed it too. She, yeah, she was like, there, and she's like, "Oh, this is cool." Let's and he like kiss. Dude, he put Finn in a coma. I was like, "Yeah, like your best." That was like a month ago, probably. Best friend, yeah. yeah. Very strange. She disrespected my main fan. That that should think, uh, that should have been the hookup there. You think you can uh, withstand the pull of the dark side? Um, that's a good question. I'd say probably. I don't have that many demons. Her big thing was um, her parents. Yeah, Luke said that that was going to give you answers, and you didn't. You didn't stop. You went right for that. So I mean, that was her big thing. That's true. I guess on the island, there's they're calling her with like. 
fake false hope of information of like yeah. about her parents. And I guess you don't have something like that necessarily. Yeah. Um, what do you think? Would I win the movie? I mean, do they do they even win the movie <laughs> at the end? It's kind of up in the air. That's true. I mean, they escape. They definitely. I think win. you probably escape. Maybe with a lot more casualties. You'll probably <laughs> you'll probably make it out. But I don't think you win this movie enough to go on and then win the final movie. Yeah, that's, so. that's probably true. They they this movie this movie's ultimately like, like a draw. Nobody really wins. Like, Which I think is what makes it different from a lot of Star Wars movies because even <laughs> even the last movie, The Force Awakens, it ends on like a happy note where they're celebrating. Like Star Wars movies always kind of end on that note where they're like we have to have a big celebration even though in that's, the that's more the in the in the it's true for like a new hope too. Not really. Okay, well, they even in the credits, the in the credit, yeah, exactly. They're it's, all excited. It's, um, Return of the Jedi, uh, the second uh, Attack of the Clones, and uh, oh no, Revengeance did the um, the first one too, Phantom Menace. So those three. Do. But it's always by the time the next movie happens, things have gotten so much worse for the characters. Yeah. <laughs> they should stop partying, you know, get some tactics down. Yeah, so because you know, from the end of this movie, they're things are not looking good, but they've at least escaped and they're they're on their way, and then. Suddenly, Darth Sidious is back in. <laughs> Palpatine in his room of 50 clones or whatever. I don't even know what that movie is, dude. And then suddenly there's now a fleet of 100,000 stars. Yeah, suddenly the entire rebel base is just the entire galaxy. It, it, it's a good movie. But yeah, go, the gaps in between movies are really Finishing good. off Cody versus... I think they draw in this movie. I think I would slightly lose if I was in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Not a big drop off, but a loss is a loss. We're counted as a loss. It's yeah. a it's a one point loss. <laughs> Comes <laughs> down to the fourth quarter. Yeah. yeah. March Madness, here we go. Alright, what are we adding to Fortnite? It's the guy from Fortnite! Epic Games, we're calling you up right now. We got some ideas. Give us a sponsor, bro. I mean to be fair, you guys already did Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> so we're kinda just can't add too much. But you know, <laughs> I'll go first. I feel like they already added this. I don't know. I want Kylo Ren's lightsaber as a pickaxe. I feel like they probably added that. That's just sick with the whatever. I don't know. I feel like I haven't seen it. The, the two. H on it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. sick. I think that's the coolest lightsaber. Uh, but the other one I have sort of is related to this new season where there's animals running about. I like those silver foxes at the end a lot, actually. Oh, yeah. The, they got what, the, what is Finn called? The crystal critters <laughs> where are the crystal critters no, I actually like those a lot though. they make that little jingle sound that'd be good for Fortnite cool, yeah. it's all about noise but yeah you could like shoot those and get you know some some jingle hop meat rocks or something, or something or... oh that'd be cool yeah it's a good yeah. idea how about um, you <laughs> I think taking you know how like the center of the map right now is like the dead well it's I don't even know what it is it used yeah. to be a desert now it's some red dirt thing Take that planet at the end of the movie where there's like the red dirt. The salt planet? Yeah, take the salt planet, make that just like an area on Fortnite, and then like people leave tracks behind. You could like track people. Yeah, that'd be cool. I think that'd be cool. Um, they've done planes already. I think just like putting X Wings in the game where Ooh. you could just fly X Wings around. And they have um, the, the whatever, what, what are the bad ones called? Shit. Uh, dude, what the fuck was it called? TIE Fighters. TIE Fighters, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Have some TIE Fighters. You have the X-Wings and the TIE Fighters. That'd be dope. Yeah, for sure. They should actually do that. And then if, in maybe a special game mode, do some sort of like force ability. Not necessarily like make it too overpowered, but just like if you could do like a force jump or something <laughs> like every 40 seconds. Or, or a force choke. Eh, I, you'd just get shot. I <laughs> uh, fair enough. Those are all good picks. I'll I mean, Fortnite, where's your sponsor? This I, dude over here is grinding some ideas. Those are both very good things. I mean, you know, in classic Fortnite, uh, in a classic Fortnite move, they'll probably just steal them as they do with all yeah, of their probably, emotes. So, tough. Give, us, give it a month and suddenly <laughs> all of our dreams will be taken from us. All right, so now we're going to move on to the, the portion of the pod where we replace either an act, any actor in the movie or the director of the movie. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. I have a strong feeling about what Cody's going to choose, so... So you go first. Uh, I'll go ahead and start. <laughs> I, I have a couple picks here. Uh, two kind of serious, two kind of joking, so... Um, first one, I actually was looking at, like, potential, like, castings, like, people that didn't get cast in Star Wars. One I saw was, like, Michael Fassbender as Kylo Ren. That would have been interesting, mm. but I don't think good. Yeah, but... Nice. The one that I saw that I really liked, and I like Daisy Ridley well enough, but I really like Saoirse Ronan, <laughs> and wow. I, I think it'd be cool to have Saoirse Ronan as Rey. 
I think it would maybe take away from the career that she's having now of being, you know, an Oscar-nominated actress, a very serious dramatic actress, if she had gotten the part. But I think she would have brought an, an extra layer to it that um, maybe Daisy Ridley can't quite tap into. Isn't she in Black Widow? That's no. uh, Florence Pugh. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I like They that. were both in Little Women together. Yeah. Um, you know, let's just ping-pong back and forth here. I don't really like that pick, to be honest. Daisy Ridley's really good in this movie. <laughs> but yeah, um, my one and only pick is the main man himself. Mr. Ryan Johnson. Nah, yeah, I mean, nothing against this guy personally. I actually like uh, Knives Out a lot. One of the better mystery movies. Like I was talking about uh, Cap Episode 1, if you haven't seen it. But yeah, I, I don't know what he's doing in this movie, man. Like, it, it's just bad. It's like he wants to make a Star Wars movie, but at the same time, he doesn't. He puts similar elements that we've seen before. Battle on Ice Planet. They have, like, a big cantina scene, which is usually in a Star Wars movie. Um, I think they remix that most Eisley, like... The sound they were using in the casino yeah, sounded so. like a, a little bit of a remix. Also, like, that. training on a water planet, like, Empire Strikes Back, Dagobah. There's definitely so. parallels between, like, Luke being kind of like a grumpy old Yoda. Yeah. I mean, like, it's like there's elements of a Star Wars movie, but then he just shatters everything in the previous movie. So I don't understand that at all. Like I was saying before, every character I liked in the last one, I hated in this one, straight up. Snoke goes nowhere. That was, that was all J.J. Abrams setting that up. I mean, just the direction of this movie... It makes sense coming, like, a couple years after seeing this movie, just, like, what Ryan Johnson's style is and how he, he likes to work, which is, I think, pretty independent. I don't think he likes studio control. I've, I bet, like, this was the most studio control movie he's ever made, and I think it's his worst movie, so that makes sense. But, yeah, I'd say I replace him. I mean, I was going to say J.J. Abrams, but what, I, what he did in uh, the third movie, this trilogy, is absolutely atrocious. So yeah, I don't even have a pick. I just want Ryan Johnson out. Let me direct this movie. Let anybody else direct this movie except Ryan Johnson. How about John Favreau? How about Josh Trank? <laughs> <laughs> he hates studios too. I, I think John Favreau could probably do a good job. Eh, I probably wouldn't pick John Favreau, but that's just me. What about Ron Howard? I probably would. Do you like Solo? <laughs> Actually, that movie's not terrible. Like, that movie gets a bad rap. It's, about, it's probably about as good as Drug One. Who else is directed? Jo- Josh Trank, dude. That, that's my pick. Screw that. Josh Trank, give me a Chronicle. Great movie. I don't, I don't think that... Fantastic Four wasn't his fault. That's not his movie. <laughs> I don't think that translates to this movie, but fair enough. I, I have a lot to say about what you What did Ryan Johnson make that translates this movie? Looper? I have a lot to say about it. everything that just was said. First of all, <laughs> I'll start with a quote from the, the great Kylo Ren. May he rest in peace. Something about the past being Let the past die. (laughs) Kill it if you have to. That's the only way to become what you're meant to be. And I think that is the entire theme of this movie. (laughs) Uh, I'm 100% a believer that Star Wars does not have to be some BS. We're going to recycle the same thing. We're going to bring in a family. He did. Like I just said, he just recycled all this stuff from Empire. He took some good parts, but I think... (laughs) Okay. Okay. Well, then the past can't die. But he also strayed away in a lot of ways... Specifically, the Snoke thing, the Ray not having to be from uh, some greater lineage. Um, I think he just he wanted to do something different, and everyone, everyone that was a fan, got super pissed off, flipped out, said they hated this movie. Rightfully so. So then, J.J. Abrams made it his task, his only goal in the Rise of Skywalker was to take every single thing. That this movie does. That's how bad it is. And erase it. But that makes this movie worse, and it also makes the next movie worse. If he had uh, leaned into some of the things, like, accepted the fact, like, Ray can be anybody, right? I think that that makes this movie better. If we say that it isn't Emperor Palpatine the whole time, and it really is just Kylo Ren being super conflicted and having the dark side pulling at him, because that's just the way the world is there's dark forces pulling at every person i think that makes it a much deeper story than oh there's a clone of emperor palpatine who's been pulling the strings the whole time it just i think it just makes it a bland story and i agree with what you're saying there i i don't think you should throw however i do think if we replace ryan johnson put jj abrams in it i think the trilogy as a whole probably becomes better because we don't get this whole back and forth of we're going to go in one direction and then completely do a 180. I don't think this movie specifically is better, but the trilogy as a whole, just because it's a more cohesive object. 
I don't think they knew what they were doing when they started making these movies. They didn't have a plan. No, didn't. To be fair, George Lucas didn't have a plan when he was making the original trilogy, no, right? Pretty good, yeah. But in a very J.J. Abrams sense, i.e. lost, he started something and had no idea where he was going to end. That's what J.J. Abrams is great at. That's why you start him out. And lost he... did not end well, though. Yeah, but it started great. That's what I'm saying. You, you, you big Star Trek? The You like the 2009 Star Trek? Oh, that's a great movie. One of my okay. favorites. Yeah. yeah. You don't like that movie? So if you just don't like Star Trek, that's fine. <laughs> well, no. If you gave J.J. Abrams that first movie, it's probably going to be great. Like, the first season of Lost. It's pretty damn good. But, I mean, as it goes on, it's worse and worse. And then what they did was, they let J.J. Abrams do the beginning, which is great. And then they're just going to throw him to the end. Where that's like his biggest weakness, I think, is I think closing they, off movies. They would have been better off probably just bringing in an entirely new person for the third one. They should have brought in somebody they, else other than Abrams and Johnson. Exactly. They could have yeah. combined the visions of both. and Also, they need... Instead of Abrams was like, I'm, everything I set up in the first movie has to come to fruition. It doesn't matter what Ryan Johnson said. That dude's an idiot. Yeah. I don't know why they don't do the third one, to be honest. But yeah, no. Bouncing off something you said before, yeah, I don't think they should bring back these, these characters from the past just connect it to the entire universe like they did with Palpatine. I think they had the, the characters they needed to make it... Like, really good Star Wars movie. I think J.J. Abrams set up perfectly for somebody to make a great movie. And he just obliterated everything. I don't know. The Finn, I've said that a lot. That stands out. But, I mean, like, they have the groundwork of actually decent characters. And he just didn't develop them at all. The only person who develops a little bit in this movie is maybe Poe. Where he goes from, you know, the hotshot pilot to, like, oh, we do need to run away. That's not terrible. We haven't talked about him much. That's probably why. But, I mean, that's about the only character development in the movie, I think. Other than Luke, like, oh, force projecting to save. Maybe that's development. But, yeah. I don't know. I think you take anybody else in this project, they're not going to be like, oh, everything I have to do has to be, you know, nothing like before. Which I get. He does that in all the movies. But that's just not good for this movie. You know what would really make this movie better? Yeah, let's see. If we put Danny DeVito as Snoke. (laughs) (laughs) Uh... I think it speaks for itself. I think we should just have a normal body and then Danny DeVito's head just like mo-capped on. Well, I don't even think we need to do any CGI. It's just Danny DeVito. <laughs> no. <laughs> just running around. Give him a rose. Have you seen those space balls? No, but... Sort of like Rick Moranis and that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not a terrible idea. Also, if, if they were going to go about making Phasma like a deeper character and actually give her storyline, I would... I think it'd be cool to put like Tilda Swinton in there for yeah, Phasma. Phasma. Um, if they were going to develop her and actually give her like lines and a character development, yeah. because I think uh, she would do a good job. The girl who plays her actually looks like Tilda Swinton a lot. Yeah, that's kind of where I. Can't. I had to do a double take. It's like, oh, that looked like Tilda. Yeah, face so thing. let's not get this discount Tilda Swinton. Let's make her a good character and get the real deal. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, they're not going to get her. She, uh, like they have nothing to do in the movie, though. Exactly. So give her some more. All right. Now uh, I'm going to hit you with some trivia facts about this. Great uh, epic piece of cinematic history. Naked grandma. Naked, huh? I got one for you too. If, if we don't talk about it, man. okay. I did my homework. Fair enough. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> this dude. Okay, so here's like a fun one. So apparently, again, who knows how true these are? But mm. here's our IMDb trivia t- section. So Daisy Ridley took her father to the set um, where they were filming in Ireland, and they filmed uh, the ending scene in The Force Awakens, like they recreated the beginning of this movie where mm-hmm. she hands him the lightsaber. Yeah. Um, her father met Mark Hamill and he was like, who do you play then? <laughs> Assuming this guy's never seen the movies? Or so, uh, Daisy really said she wasn't sure if he was joking or not, but I think it's just funny that <laughs> it was probably pretty funny asked, said, actually, asked yeah. uh, Mark Hamill who his character was. He probably just made the funniest joke of all time and he didn't realize it. Yeah. That's, that's, um, that's cool. Another one... Apparently, Joaquin Phoenix turned down the role that went to Benicio Del Toro. Dodged bullet on that one. <laughs> hey, maybe he fixes it. Joaquin Phoenix is also a very strange man. So He's also a big-time actor that they had to have. For a small role. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it was pre-Joker, so like... I think he's a pretty big actor before that. Post-her. He, t- he doesn't really do stuff. He, only like, he wouldn't do like this. Really well, yeah, I'm not surprised he turned it down. Um... When Luke is doing his force projection thing mm-hmm. uh, on Crate is the name of the planet, apparently. Yeah, that's the moon there at the end. 
So. Unlike everything else on the planet, when he takes steps, there's no red soil. Yeah, it, it's not that like it's cool hidden of a fact, but you can notice it. They kind of focus on his feet a couple times, but yeah. I like they that. also didn't use any like foley artists to make the sound of his feet, so he's basically walking on nothing. So yeah, that's cool. What's your uh, fact? So yeah, there's a big debate online about the whole Lord Dern uh, kamikaze thing. Mm. I have done some in-depth research on it. Is that a war crime? It, oh, it's 100% a war crime. There's no 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 thing doubt about that. So is destroying a whole planet. Yeah, system, there's right? a lot of war crimes in this movie. But yeah, there are like unwritten rules of law, like you shouldn't kamikaze. But I mean, people do that. That's fine. The big thing is what that actually happened in this universe based off what we've seen. Because when you jump in and out of light speed, you're not necessarily going through things. You're going, you know, through a different dimension in theory. So, I mean, if you, you can just kamikaze this, why wouldn't you just get, like, a single ship, put an autopilot, do that every single time? I get, you know, it's actually a really cool scene in the movie. What we were talking about before, like, visuals. It's probably the coolest visual in this movie. But just and from, the like... the sound cut, cuts out. Yeah, that's cool. Like, it's a sick scene, but in the grand, like, scene of Star Wars, it actually doesn't make a ton of sense. Because how are you just going through all these ships at the same time? But yeah. in light speed. And why don't they do that all yeah. the time? I, I do agree with you. It's definitely work crime. I was looking that up too, and I was like, <laughs> like the first very was like, this is definitely work crime. I was like, okay, that answered that question. But there's like a massive debate. There's like 20 articles on the first page just being like, oh, would this actually happen in the Star Wars universe? And I was like, I don't have time to read all this crap. But yeah, yeah. I think it's just one of those things that like, vi- like you said, visually and sonically, it's like, oh wow, that is freaking cool. Cool side. Yeah. When you start to think about it, it's probably not the best idea. Um. So, you know, we haven't even talked about them. Porgs, bro. <laughs> what are your thoughts on... Give me a porg... What's your porg take? Like an impression or... <laughs> no. <laughs> well, <laughs> I actually like the porgs. Love them, hate them. You're a fan? I'm a fan, You're yeah. a fan of the porgs. They're cute. They make that cool noise, which is really annoying. Also, they, like, get on the Millennium Falcon and Chewie's trying to drive it, and they're just there, like, screaming at the front. It's, it's very, like... Fun predecessor to baby yoda i feel like like on the ship causing problems it's like good ewoks almost yeah yeah, yeah. the thing about him um the scene where he's like about to eat the dead one that's <laughs> already roasted and they're all like giving him the puppy dog eyes it's kind of messed up but it's already dead <laughs> like he already killed it and cooked it at this point he might as well eat it like they're just letting their brother go to waste yeah, also they just didn't notice that they he just killed him and, like, exactly just, now they're gonna show up dick don't yeah, i mean that's, the, a, that's a funny scene, though. The point I'm trying to get to is that those actually weren't just like, oh, we need to put a cute animal. So they were filming. Um, they're native to the the part of the world they were filming in. What did they were say? just like, birds, weren't they? And they CGI them. Right? Yeah, yeah. They were native to the the area, the island. It was a t- type of puffin, and they they're a protected species. They can't like move their nests or anything. Right, right. So they just it was easier to just put a porg over top of them as opposed to we're going to edit the entire thing out. That's cool. So that's what created the uh, the CGI character. It's pretty creative, yeah. I like that. And then finally, uh, it's not revealed until the final scene that Ach2, which is the place that Luke is on the entire thing, is actually a binary solar system. So as Luke is dying, he watches the binary sunset just as he did on Tatooine in Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith as a baby and Star Wars Episode Four: <laughs> A New Hope as a young man wishing for a life of adventure. I didn't even remember that happened in Revenge of the Sith. Well, yeah. he's a baby. It happened in the first Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just reading it. It didn't thing. happen in the prequels. I don't recall it. They're holding him with his aunt and uncle or whatever. And cool. Well, they're on Tatooine and both those, and they're on a different one here. Yeah. You're going to look at me and you're going to tell me that I'm wrong? Am I wrong? It's my favorite. Final category of the night, we're going to give our uh, rating out of 69. You guys know the deal. Cody, go ahead and take it away. I know you're a big oh, fan you of the go first. I'm expecting a large Ooh. score. Yeah, okay. Out of 69, just for reference, I give Gone Girl a 60. That's been my lowest so far. Highest. No, it's one of my lowest. 60. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad. Yeah. Sorry. I actually like Princess Bride. <laughs> but yeah. I wow, you really put the Princess Bride higher? Okay, yeah. Right. Yeah, obviously I would. It's a better movie. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> but yeah, obviously this movie is getting nowhere near a 60. That's a joke. Uh, <laughs> my number, I was going to throw it out there, 38. It's about it's about a 50. I probably like maybe half this movie. It's kind of generous, if I'm being honest. I like, I like the main characters enough. Uh, like I said, there's probably three cool action scenes. 
Um, other than that, complete wash. Ryan Johnson, I love you, buddy. You know, if you want to chat, probably not. But I don't know what the heck you're doing in this movie. So yeah, 38 out of 69. But you just better not be over 60. I'll be, I'll be pissed. <laughs> uh, no, um, I'm giving this movie a 48. So. Oh, I thought you liked this movie, dude. <laughs> My rating system's a little different than yours. I What'd mean, I, I do like it. It's like a 70 percent basically. What'd you get going, girl? Uh, 55. Yeah, you like this movie too much. <laughs> I gave Gone Girl a 55. This is a 48. Princess Bride a 40. Um, it's, it's, is... Of the three ratings, it's it's right in the middle of my ratings. How so. is this movie better than Princess Bride, dude? There's real, there's real. I'm sorry. I mean, I, first of all, I, I will never watch Princess Bride again. I will never watch this movie in my life again. <laughs> I freaking hate this movie, dude. When was the last time you saw it? Three hours freaking on. When was the last time you saw it? In theaters. I've seen it twice, yeah. <laughs> I watched it Terrible. twice in theaters. Oh my god, you went back and saw it the first time. And then I rewatched it before The Rise of Skywalker. So I think this is like my fourth time seeing the movie. But I think this is top four Star Wars movies. <laughs> <laughs> All of the prequels of this movie. That's saying a lot. It's not true. Maybe top five. Maybe top five. Um, Star I give Wars it movies, eight. But <laughs> maybe. Maybe eight. I get, I, it's the best of the new trilogy in my opinion. Definitely. But... That's all I have to say about it. I mean, I've talked about what I like about the movie the whole Disrespect time. Disrespect on Force Awakens there. Um, do you have any final thoughts on this movie before we move on? Uh, no, I'm just glad this episode's over. I think it's pretty good content. I just can't stand this freaking movie, dude. I'll never have to watch again, so I'm going to sleep all night. So we do the, the one-year anniversary rewatch. <laughs> no chance. No chance. Um, any recommendations? Anything you've been watching or just anything that you've seen that you want to recommend? Um, doesn't have to be recently. Yeah, I haven't watched anything too recent. I was going to watch um, Arrival again, because I really like that movie. And yeah, one of my favorites, Amy Adams, Jeremy Renner. I was going to watch um, Wind River, too. Elizabeth Olsen, uh, Jeremy Renner. I don't know why, but Jeremy Renner's in a lot of good stuff. So yeah, anything with him in it, check it out. <laughs> my boy. <laughs> uh, other than, like, the last movie that I, I watched uh, was Fifty First Dates. I think that's uh, probably one of the best rom-coms, in my opinion. Yeah. And then I'll just I'll throw out, I think, I was talking earlier about how Adam Driver, I think, is a really phenomenal actor. Um, I'll give a couple of recommendations of movies from him that I really like. Marriage Story, uh, awesome movie if you like a little bit more of a romantic movie. The Report, a uh, very interesting piece on the uh, U.S. government and our use of torture during the Iraq War. Very, <laughs> very, very it, tough piece of media that also came out in 2019. It's got John Hammond in it as well. Also, Black Klansman, Spike Lee, John David Washington, uh, Steve Buscemi's brothers in the movie. <laughs> Topher Grace is in the movie. Ooh, Topher Grace, good guy. Uh, he plays David Duke. So. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I like Black Klansman a lot. And then uh, another great one, Logan Lucky. It's got Daniel Craig. That's what I was going to say. What was and, that name? Uh, Daniel Craig movie. Channing Tatum. I saw that. That's actually really Directed good. by uh, Steven Soderbergh. So, good heist movie. I guess I have seen more than one Soderbergh movie. Yeah, I like that movie a lot. Yep. All right. Uh, we'll catch you next time, I guess, right? Stay capping. <laughs> Adios. <laughs>